Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show is back. Woo! I tell you what, it's been a minute. Hockey season's back. We're back. Um, so happy to be back on the air. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's season six of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, episode one. We're going to name this one after Bobby Lou, Roberto Luongo, a.k.a. Roberto Luongo. Um... Yeah, obviously a great goalie. We'll talk about Bobby Lou in a minute, but uh, it's co-host Tom here. I'm with uh, co-host Jared. Uh, you've you've been kind of promoted, Jared. Uh, so we'll just give the listeners who have been with us for you know whether one season, six seasons. Uh, co-host Randy is going to be on the show intermittently. But he's got he's got some irons in the fire, as as it were, and he's uh, um, just unable to commit the time that it takes us to research every episode. A lot of research here, folks. Uh, you know, and anyway, so co-host Jared, who has uh, been a friend of the show for for many moons, and as he sat in the co-host chair a whole bunch of times last season. Anyway, he's back. He's gonna sit in the chair uh, for for the season, for this year, and uh, who knows beyond. We take it one one game at a time here, folks. Uh, you can't look too far ahead, or the you know you can't look past your opponent. This five o'clock slot on uh, UMFM here, one hundred one point five in Winnipeg. This is this is our opponent. We can't look past this this time slot. That's a whole lot of talking of me, Jared. How are you doing today? Pretty good, Tommy. G- glad, yeah. glad, glad to get the get the call up. Glad to get the the tap on the shoulder and say, "Hey, yeah. Mckediak, coach, you're, you're going coach in. You're, you're going. You're going in. Keep your stick on the ice." Yeah. Uh, uh, no, don't forget forward. to take the uh, things off your skates when yeah, you step skate on the guards. Yeah, skate guards. Have you ever done that? Oh yeah, once a season. Yeah. <laughs> See, I remember uh, those skate guards. That that wasn't really a thing until growing I up? until no. growing yeah. up until I started playing hockey again. But it was always uh, a thing to uh, put a little sock tape on uh, one of your teammates uh, teammates mm. blades just Classic just to get prank. him if if you knew if you knew that he was going out first, and then you yeah. would make sure that you kind of held back. So that he really gave himself a, a chance to shine uh, when he s- stepped on the ice and and bit bit it pretty hard. So uh, yeah, hijinks, locker room hijinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's exciting it to be back. It's exciting to be talking hockey. It's uh, exciting to be playing hockey again. And it's exciting to be playing hockey again. Yeah. And 
be watching hockey soon. You know, the Winnipeg Jets uh, preseason underway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about all of that on today's show and more. Um, I think we'll just start off with a real quick bit about Bobby Lou, number one. So in the past, we've done guys like Brian Hayward, goaltending legend, turtleneck uh, wearer. Um, who else? Uh, Mike Liute. Mike Liute. He had that famous kind of mask that was real, like this, like the Scream mm-hmm. uh, movie mm-hmm. franchise kind of thing. Um, you know, lots of lots of goalies over the years have worn number one. We could go back in history to like guys like Johnny Bauer. But uh, my memory doesn't go that far back. But I know when I think of number one in net, I'm thinking Bobby Lou. Of course, he was a longtime Vancouver Canuck, Florida Panther. He uh, started his career with the New York Islanders. Yeah. Uh, that's who he was drafted by, fourth yeah. overall in 1997. Uh, that's the year Joe Thornton went number one to Boston. And uh, yeah, Bobby Lou taking uh, fourth. He's. So he he's played. Here's the quick Cole's notes of his numbers: um, one thousand forty-four career games. We're talking regular season here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Four hundred eighty-nine wins, three ninety-two losses, with a career goals against of two fifty-two and a career save percent of nine nineteen. Those are pretty good numbers. Did he ever win a cup? No. No, he did not. Uh, close. so close in yeah. 2011 uh he answered uh, he answered the bell for uh for canada too he he wore the maple leaf a number of times you're double, right yep. double gold medalist uh 2010 yep. in vancouver 2014 in sochi uh also won a couple of gold uh golds at the world championships 2003 2004 won a 2004 world cup gold and in 1999 here in Winnipeg, uh, won a silver medal uh, in the mm. World World Junior Championships. I was an official stats keeper in that game. Sick. Yeah, nice. it was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Loango was by far the uh, most accomplished uh, Canadian player on that team. Um, yeah. Well, he's I- in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you listed all those accomplishments. Pretty good. And yeah, he's in the, he's, he was a first ballot hall of famer. Um, I believe, right? Like was he's uh, eligible. Is he, is he, is he in the hall of fame? According to my sources, he is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure on that because I thought, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm looking, my sources are, are pretty shoddy at best. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, when did he go into the hall? Well, I mean, so I'm looking at hockeyreference.com, uh-huh. and it says he's in the Hall of Fame. Now now I'm looking at Wikipedia. See what <laughs> I mean, folks? We do our research on this show. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's not really saying a whole lot on here, is it? Oh, hey oh, on June 28th, 2022, Lalongo was announced as part of the 2022 Class of Inductees for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Thank you to our folks down at Wikipedia for that information. Um, yes. Yeah, so he's in there. Uh, was he first ballot? I don't know. Because when did he retire? <laughs> he could be. Yeah. Uh, he retired in... 2018-2019 was his last season. It's 2022. He's got to be first ballot because it's like four years after or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're you are correct. You are right. correct. Well, listen, uh, that's enough. Of, that's enough about Bobby Lou. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. We do. <laughs> but no, he's great. And what's he do now? He's like a goalie coach or something with Florida, isn't he? Like he's one. He's he's in the front office of one of these teams. I think it's the Panthers. Uh, he well, he was. He's he's actually he's been an assistant GM for Team Canada. Uh, at uh, the for the, the World 20, Championships or whatever, and yeah. at the the 2022 Winter Olympics. Uh, oh, yeah. he kind of cool. Yeah, geez, I don't know what the heck he does now, but. He's on the Italian Walk of Fame in Toronto. I bet he's he's enjoying life, whatever he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Yeah, no, he's awesome. Um, So let's talk, Jared. You mentioned uh, off the top of the show, and after my long-winded intro, Mm -hmm. you said, "Yeah, and playing hockey. We're back to playing hockey. Yes, league hockey has started, folks." I'm sure you're well aware if you are a partaker in rec league hockey, but it's well underway. Mm-hmm. You know, September 1st kind of came around and all of a sudden the air was just a little crispier and just something about September, you know, back to school, mm-hmm. back to routine, all that. Well, it just, to me, it's also like hockey season. Yeah. Hockey back season. to the, back like to the rink, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so it's been exciting. So uh, year two of Garage League, uh, if if you listened at all to our show last year, folks, you know that we were talking a lot of Garage League hockey. Mm -hmm. Co-host Randy and I were on a team together last year. Well, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you know it? Because it is a draft league, folks. They change the teams every year. Wouldn't you know it? Co-host Jared and I are on a team together this year. Yeah. So and. Uh, we are an official media sponsor uh, or syndi- uh, associate or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. of the Garage League of Hockey. Check the website. We're on there, baby. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we will talk Garage League throughout the season. We're going to do some more interviews at the rink, like rinkside interviews. Those are super fun. Did some mm-hmm. of those last mm-hmm. year. And, uh, you know, we'll give... Uh, some weekly updates here and there, but let's, so preseason, garage league preseason, there's, you know, each team plays two preseason games. They kind of assess the teams. Maybe some trades need to be made. Mm-hmm, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like there's going to be any trades this year. That mm-hmm. said, I'm not sure it might, you know, one or two might happen. Uh, minor trades because it looks like the teams are pretty solid, pretty, pretty solid, pretty even. Um, Big shout outs th- to big shout outs to the organizers because yeah. that can't uh, that can't be an easy job, and I know that uh, they give uh, guys the opportunity to indicate folks that they want to play with, and so you know it's like hurting, yeah, hurting a bunch well, of cats. From what I've heard, you know, when people they they've really tried to honor all the like, oh, I want to play with so and so, you know, mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. when it's like. Oh yeah, you know, for carpooling and whatever else <laughs> makes it. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely they do a great job. It's a lot of work, and so far so good. The the couple preseason games that we've played were <laughs> we both four three wins on in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think we're 
I, I think the vibe in our our room right now, our as of yet unnamed team's room, mm-hmm. is that uh, we still have another couple levels to go on the uh, on the on the give a crap meter or the try meter, if, mm-hmm. if you will, because like, mm-hmm. um, there was some floating uh, on my behalf as well as maybe <laughs> others. I don't know, but certainly on my behalf, I'm you know I'm I'm going like eighty percent out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not mid season form yet. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I missed our game last night, uh, yeah. which wrapped up the preseason. I was out uh, at uh, Nuit Blanche, the Winnipeg, it's Winnipeg's annual celebration, the one night celebration of the arts. But uh, yeah, it sounded by all accounts to be a very good game. And like, yeah, it was an overtime thriller. Game winner scored by none other than. Co-host, yeah, yours co-host, truly. co-host Tom. Yeah. yeah. So uh number uh, 19 on the score sheet, number one in your hearts. Yeah. Uh yeah. First yeah, goal, first goal of the year in the grass league, I believe. Yeah. And and in the other skates that I've had, because oh no, I had a goal in one of the games I subbed at uh at the Canland. But um yeah, there no, it go. was uh it wasn't a pretty goal. I basically was uh Johnny on the spot kind of Right place, right time. I, 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 I'll, I'll chalk that one up to my advanced uh, hockey vision. I, I really. <laughs> you were wearing I just, your I special. I kind of saw what was going to happen, and I was there. And you I were wearing it. your special hockey goggles, or what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it ended up being a bit of a three-on-one in overtime. So overtime's like three-on-three, mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, I think I don't really exactly remember, but I think they turned it over at our at their blue line, and then it went. Um, over to Vince and he came down the one side of the net and I just parked myself on the back door and it was a tap in. So there you go. There you go. So, uh, regular season kicks off this Thursday. And, uh, and like you said, I'm sure you're going to hear more garage, uh, hockey league talk probably than you want to, but Hey, uh, yeah, you our, know what? It's, we'll our, try it's, and... our, it's our show, and that's yeah, exactly. Is, you know? It's our show, and we'll talk about what we want to. Yeah. Um, but no, it, think of it like we'll try and relay it, you know, in a universal type of manner that it's not just like. So if you if you play any form of recreational hockey, or even if you play uh, more competitive, um, I think that you'll get the gist of what we're talking about, even if it is specific to a certain rec league, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, we'll keep it light. We keep it breezy, uh, but a little bit uh, educational too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I think we're, we we gotta we gotta head into our first break of the day of the show mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. and 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 the idea around our song selections today is these are these are inspirational, sort of motivational songs mm-hmm. about the upcoming hockey season that has gotten underway and. Yep. Um, this this first track, it was on the playlist of our team last year, mm-hmm. and um, Danny Margarita suggested it. And you know what? It's going to make its way onto our playlist again this year because it's a different team. But you know what? The sentiment remains. And it this one this song is going out to every every hockey player out there 
who's kicking off their season right now, whether you're mm -hmm. on my team or not. But this one's called Everyone's a Winner. Mm -hmm. It's by Hot Chocolate. And it's it's about it's about each and every one of you. You're all winners. <laughs> Sorry. There you I'm go. not being sarcastic, but co-host Tom co-host Tom loves you out there. Yeah, I do. If you're if you're, if you're lacing them up, or even if you're not lacing them up no. this fall, co-host Tom no, loves just, you. You're a winner. Right. Yeah. yeah. All Everyone's right. a winner. Here there we you are. go.
right, that was Hot Chocolate with their number one hit, Everyone's a Winner. And you know what? That goes out to every single one of you folks out there who's listening right now. Uh, from us here at Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, of which you are tuned into. Well, co-host Jared, here we are. Uh, Jets training camp began. They So we, were, we are recording this on uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, the Jets have their very first preseason game tonight, tonight. yeah, uh, in Edmonton, taking on the Mighty Oilers. If uh, you... I say mighty because, I mean, in before we even get into the Jets, I'm going to go out here and just say, like, I think that the Oilers are Canada's best shot at a Stanley Cup. Guys, I'm still a Jets fan, all right? Um, and yeah, I, the Leafs are good too, but they're never going to win anything. So don't worry about that. But Edmonton, I just think you got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. They beefed up the support group a little bit. I think they look good. But we're not talking Oilers, folks. We're going to talk Winnipeg Jets, the team that matters around here. Mm-hmm. And they just unveiled a new jersey. Let's so start what- off with that. What do you think of that? Well- uh, More the, important than any roster decision. Okay, so there's t- t- two conversations that need to be had, I think. Uh, number one, okay, so New Jersey got unveiled yesterday. Uh, Pretty sharp, in my opinion. It's okay. Uh, oh. Consensus in my house is that it is okay. Here's what uh, I like about it. Here's what okay. I like about it. I like the striping on the arms and across yes. the chest sure. and then the sock striping. I love it. Okay. I like the numbers. The numbers yeah. look good. Okay. Those are the two main things I like about it. Um, also, the gloves. Yes. Are the, like the brown or whatever. Great the, look. The silky brown mitts were a, were a big plus uh, in, in, uh, in, in this house. Um, the thing that I don't okay, so there are a couple things, and I'm gonna take heat on one of them. I'm sure um, the baby blue color. Okay, yeah, I would so, call it a powder blue. Sure, <laughs> that's it's it's. I guess it's 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 close to the Aviator third jersey. Yeah, very close. Yeah, but it's never little... it's never been part of the Jets color scheme, right? And it's it's something that I. To make it the primary color again when they've retired that aviator, uh, I think that they could have maybe gone in a more sort of ambitious direction. Although, you know, my problem is, is that every time that they unveil these jerseys, um, I don't find like the Jets really take any chances. They don't get really creative with it. Mm. Um, And the other thing, and this is, but I mean, like, what do you, what do you talk? You want to get like horrendous, like those Anaheim ones that look no, like the no, no, child no. drew the no, the no, Mighty no. Ducks logo from the movies or something, or like the there's like the I don't know what are some other like creative ones that you're thinking of? Because like I think that this new RCAF uh, 48 or whatever it's called, it's like it's pretty creative. But that said, I heard that this is a moose jersey from like 2008 or something yes exactly which i wasn't around for that so i don't know but like okay uh, i'm kind of fine with it though because it's like the logo that the jets wear yeah 
is just a is just a jazzed up version of that old RCAF kind of logo. Right. And so this is just like that with the Jets logo on it. I think it's kind of cool. Like, I uh, don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I again, right. Like, I think that they can get they can get a little bit more ambitious. Yeah. Right. I think that and. I don't love the fact that one out of every two jerseys that comes out has some sort of like military tie. Like, yeah, it's very, I mean, it is and, for sure. You know, nothing, I mean, also, nothing against the troops. I support the, the team troops. name and yes, it's kinda, yes. It's like the whole history of the name and where it comes from anyway. Okay. But. So like, Hey, if you want to do something, do something that like is a throwback that they've never done. Have they ever done anything like a Winnipeg Falcons Jersey? Well, there, there you go. That would be pretty cool. Or the um, Victoria's. Or yeah, like that. exactly. Like Winnipeg. Winnipeg's got a got a long hockey history, use, and it does. Yeah, you could definitely use brown gloves on either the Falcons yeah. or Victoria. Yeah. but maybe that's next year because you know what? Where the reality is, they wear this new forty-eight jersey. They're going to wear it three times this year. Well, and okay, and so it's that's really just a, it's just you're just selling merch, right? But that's, that's all it is. That's the other thing is why are they only wearing it three times? Uh, well, I know, right? Like so, putting it on like you know, we're at 10 times. So yesterday they released their Jersey. The Minnesota wild also released their Jersey, which I love. It's a throwback to the, the North stars Jersey. Yep. And it looks they've just got like their reverse retro Jersey to me though. But I love, did you see the captain and the assistant patch with the state of Minnesota on it? And some of the new detailing on it, but they're going to wear know. it. They're going to wear it. 18 times this year yeah so like why are the jets only where there's three times i don't get that and the same they they did the same you know like with some of their other alternate jerseys they wear them a couple times a year mm -hmm. i did yeah just go all out man like where like you know I, I i'm of the opinion that i think that if you have 12 different uniforms just like wear a new one every day sure like, i like that about baseball baseball teams Ah. They come out wearing a different outfit every every time they play. You're like, oh, what are they going to wear today? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a real fashion, eye on fashion. But um, okay, uh, that's enough about go to all Jersey. Of, all of that being said, I'm not going to buy one anyways. So yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> I know there's going to be lots of folks out there. Uh, well, you I, know what? You know what? It'll sell a lot of is the new because it's kind of the first one with Lowry as captain. Yes, you know, which is so you'll you'll see a lot of 17s with the C on there. Which and, is uh, that's awesome. Which is awesome. I yeah. love Adam Lowry. He's probably yeah. my favorite player on the Jets. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it's really cool to see him front and center in all of the marketing. Um, you know, he seems yeah, to this be is his big kind of his first big go around, you know, mm -hmm. with all the marketing. He's his, his his he's the face on it all now. So yeah. what did you think? What did you make of that when they when the Jets named him captain? So like the obviously the big off offseason move, uh, Blake Wheeler gets bought out. Now, the Jets had no captain last year, but Blake was the most recent and he was still around. And then he gets bought out, goes and signs in uh, Manhattan. He's a New York Ranger. Yep. And then PLD gets shipped out, and we get Velarde, we get Ayafalo, we get Kupari, and then Adam Lowry. He's the uh, new captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Shifley and JMO are the assistants. Mm -hmm. 
do you like it? Like, I think I think some people were kind of expecting maybe Morrissey to be sure. named captain. I think I was. I, I thought for sure it was going to be Morrissey. Sure. I think that, and I mean, one of the things that I heard a lot of is, oh, well, Adam Lowry, like, he's, he's your third-line center. And, yeah. you know, in a couple of years, if everything comes to fruition with your your prospects and young guys coming up, he's going to be playing fourth line minutes. So why is he your captain? To me, uh, I am a big proponent of the idea that your captain does not need to be your best player. Your captain yeah, does, not, of... no, does not need to be the guy who is who is scoring 100 points. And... It's been a bit of a trend in the last little while that your most skilled young guy, you just slap a C on him or whatever. And, right. Uh, this Lau- naming Lowry the captain is a bit of a throwback to the, like the early '90s and '80s. Ah. I feel like where you had like, you know, the, in the '80s it was like, who's the most, uh, like, who's the guy with the mustache that looks most like a gym teacher? That's your yeah. captain. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, like, even going back to like the Oilers, right? Like yeah. they ran for a long time with I think it was like Steve Steos was their captain and. There's, you know, like the big stay at home defenseman or like the guys. And I think that for what the Jets are purportedly trying to accomplish is that they're trying to get their room sorted out. Right. And they've they've gone through and it's well documented. And we've gone through this this period of three or four years where. Who's running the room? Is it the players? Is it the coach? Paul Maurice steps down because he's he's his heart isn't in it. But then this idea comes out that he had maybe lost the room. Bonus tears a strip off guys at the end of the year saying, hey, like February coming out of the all-star break, we were in first place. We were in a prime playoff position and it all fell apart. And so I think that naming uh, Adam Lowry as a captain, it is a throwback. But to a man, what I've seen is that everybody respects this decision. And, you know, like... Are you going to... Yeah, it's a tone setter, right? Like, it really kind of is just like, hey, follow... You know, like, he leads by example. I, I don't know what he's like vocally in the room because obviously we're not in that room we don't know um but like what you see on the ice and the way that he doesn't back down from anything he plays every shift with intensity yeah he you know he gets the boys going with a hit uh he'll you know he'll drop the gloves with the biggest and baddest of them when he needs to yeah um But but it also seems like guys across the board it yeah. doesn't matter the skill level, respect no. respect his voice. Like yeah. uh one of the things that I, I read last year was that um in the preseason, Brendan Dillon, who had come in as a new defenseman for the Jets, he was kind of running around and he was hitting guys and he had taken some bad penalties and uh, you know, he was pushing a little bit too hard in training camp, and Lowry kind of pulled him aside and and said, Hey you know, man, chill out and, Mm. and, you know, like, let's get focused. You're a veteran leader here. And this is, you know, Dylan's a guy who's been around the league for, for a number of years. And, you know, he said, well, you got to respect a guy like Adam Lowry, who, who does that, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you can name Shifley captain, right? After no. everything that's been talked he's about as hot. him. In, he's a bit of a hothead. And yeah. and I say that, you know, like, again, not knowing him or anything, but like, sure. he's emotional is what I yeah. guess I mean by that, where like, uh, and, and Wheeler was kind of the same way. Yeah. Like, I don't see Lowry in, in any post-game uh, interviews. I mean, we'll we'll see. But, like, let's say the Jets come off a terrible loss or a game that's so clutch and then they blow it or something. And, you know, the post-game interviews, Wheeler would be sassy yeah. uh, at times. And, you know, I could see Shifley being sassy because he's, he's emotional and whatever. But I don't see that about Lowry. I think he no. would just... You're going to get, you know what you're going to get from Adam Lowry? Or water off a duck's back. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get a, like, you're going to get the classic hockey cliches, right? Which is great. But, but, and and that's what you, yeah, puck's deep and, you know, we got to, we got to neutralize the, the, the uh, center zone and we got to, you know. But he does give thoughtful answers and he's got a bit of a sense of humor too, which I like. Yeah. Um, but he's not like a f- when they, he... when he when twelve ninety was still on the air, uh, and and he signed his I think most recent like the contract that he's on, yeah. Um, they had him on, and he go they they say, uh, oh, like you got you know you just signed this nice deal. What do you, what's the first thing you're gonna go buy or whatever? And he's like, oh, I'm going to get a KitchenAid mixer. Yeah. <laughs> so you know he's well and uh, and. And like to point um, with Josh Morrissey, yeah, you could have put the C on Josh Morrissey, and I don't think anybody would have complained. But I think no. that Josh Morrissey doesn't need any more pressure on him. No, I th- yeah, no, for sure. Right, and, and after and, the year he had last year, yeah, you know, now he's got to come back out and do it again, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of pressure right there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, and I mean, he's just he feels it feels like. He's just scratching the surface of where he could be, you know, like even though he had such an amazing year last year, I feel like there's more from Josh Morrissey, but hey, you don't want to put pressure on him and stuff. So no, I, I, I think a pretty good choice for Lowry yeah. to be named captain. And you know what? Like you look back to the playoffs last year against Las Vegas, Lowry was by far their best player. Mm-hmm. He had four goals, I think in the, mm-hmm. in the five game series. Um, you know, like you look back to a guy like Dubois who had one really good game and then he like disappeared. And that was kind of like synonymous with the whole second half of the season where you mentioned the Jets were in first place. They dipped real hard. They mm-hmm. they, they crawled in as the, as the eighth wild card, as the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. Well, look back to that season last year. Dubois was one of the Jets' best players in the first half of the season. The Jets were doing great. Dubois whether it was injury, whether it was bad luck, whatever, he dipped hard, the Jets yeah. dipped hard. And yeah. it was like, you know, um, I don't know. I'm excited. We got I follow. We got Velarde yeah. and Kapari. I think that really solidifies the Jets' forward group. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're gaining well, three quality NHL players in exchange for one. Mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. 
it puts the Jets in a position now where they can roll four lines more than they have been able to in the past. And I think that is going to benefit them. Yeah, they lost some top six skill in Wheeler and Dubois leaving. You know, Velarde, he's he's young. He he potted 20-something goals last year. Maybe there's mm-hmm. more there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just overall, the forward group is a little deeper in their ability to roll, which I think is the kind of style that Coach Boner, I mean Bonus, wants to run. That, that's well, my hockey nickname for him, Boner. Yeah, you're gonna call it. You're gonna go with Boner instead of Bones, or Boney, Bonesy. Boney, yeah, old, old Bones. Uh, yeah. Well, before you get like before you get into it too much, why don't we why don't we play a song yeah, and then let's let's come back and then let's talk about the the sort of the training camp battles mm-hmm. where where things are going uh and and kind of uh put it out there and yeah yeah so we're all waiting to see what these lines are oh look i like. saw what we're you all, i see what you we're did all, there we're all waiting on the season to start yeah so here's a song by pup one of our favorite bands yes uh and this song is called waiting right here on talking hockey the hockey talking show
was Pup from Toronto, Ontario, with their song Waiting. Uh, great little song. Came out on the album uh, that came out, what, two, three years ago now? Yeah. That album uh... is called... Um, oh, man, I'm losing it. What is it? We are Pup the Band? or Right, yeah. It's like the corporation pup or something it's not it's not off morbid things that came out in 2019 so it was the album that came out after that anyway, whatever, uh, folks, i should i should know this find, oh yeah, i know the, the unraveling of pup the, the band there it is there it is there it is okay yeah. we got it folks we were talking about the winnipeg jets training camp and whatnot mm-hmm. before the break there let's pick it right back up with some more jets talk training camp battles that we're going to see for certain positions um now jared more so than in recent years Mm -hmm. there's not really positional there's not really any spots to be won out of training camp not that there really have been a ton of in the last few years but there's always been kind of one or two spots here and there that a fringe player you know but this year, you look at the we mentioned uh, the 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 twelve forwards that seem to have a job. You got KFC, Shifley, Velarde. You got mm-hmm. that's the that's the potential first line. Mm-hmm. Potential second line is Perfetti centering um, Nick Ehlers and Nino Niederreiter. Mm-hmm. You got your third line of Lowry, Niederreiter. No, sorry, yeah. Lowry, Iafalo, and I think Appleton was on there. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth line of Kupari, Namast- Namastenkov, and uh, Morgan Barron. Morgan Barron, local yeah. legend, Morgan Barron. And I say local legend, he's not from Winnipeg, folks. He's from Halifax, Nova Scotia. But remember when he got his face cut open by a hockey skate in the <laughs> and playoffs he, last and year? And he took, what, like 80 stitches or something? Yeah, yeah, and he came back and couple. played. Uh, just a, yeah, no problem. Love uh, the guy. So yeah. glad he's a Jet. He came back to Winnipeg like he's been here like a month or two already. Like he came, nope. he came back and uh, I saw a little interview he did with Sarah Orleski and he showed off the scar for the camera and uh, it's healing pretty good. Also, friend of the show, Liam, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say where. No, I will. It was Thermea. He was in a hot tub with Morgan Barron recently, <laughs> and he said, yeah, Scar's healing good. So um, there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you Insider go. Insider trading. So uh, uh, basically, no, in the forward group, go ahead. What were we going to say? I was just going to uh, say forwards are set. Yeah. Forwards are set. In the defense, so, pretty much set. Yeah. The so the for, forwards, forwards, there's a 13th forward job open, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it comes down to, I think, probably uh, David Gustafson. Jansen yep. Harkins, uh, Dominic Tonianato, and uh, Axel Janssen Fjallby. Um, if you ask my opinion, it's going to be either AJF, yeah, the uh, Man Rocket from Sweden, yeah, whatever his nick. No, Axel Axel Man Rocket. That was the nickname he got last year. Okay. Um, it's going to be his job as the thirteenth forward, or it will be Gustafsson. I think yep. Harkins is a career AHLer. Bless his heart. I love him. Good player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really good in the AHL just doesn't quite work in the NHL for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and then who's and the other guy? Tony Nato. Uh, you know, same, same kind of deal, right? Same deal. Same deal. Great AHLer. Yeah. NHLer. It's like, yeah, you can sort of skate and whatever, but 
it's just yep. not there for him, you know? Yeah. Um, on... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, not that Johnson, Fialbi, or Gustafson have done all that much at the NHL level either, but I do think that they have a leg up on the other two for that 13th forward spot. Yep, for sure. And I mean, I think that of the group, Gustafson is the only one who can still clear waivers or still who has yet to pass through waivers at some okay. point in his career. And so, I doubt the Jets want to lose him to waivers. No. Know. They they're gonna have this problem on defense though. You look at the defense crew. So I think I think you got everything. you got you got five locks on defense. You got Morrissey, you got Pionk, you got Dylan, you got DeMello, you got Schmidt, six, sorry, and you got Dylan Sandberg. Sandberg, yeah. And then you've got uh Logan Stanley who yeah. asked, asked for a trade last year prior to the deadline, but was just re-signed to a contract. You got uh, uh, Kyle Copobianco, who mm-hmm. filled in. And then you got Declan Chisholm, who, mm-hmm. is, who is now out of options and is kind of in the same situation as Kovacevic, uh, last Kovacevic year. was last year, right? Yeah. And then Billy Hanel is the other guy. So you got like all these guys competing for that seventh D spot, really. But you know what? In my opinion, it's basically Stanley's because he signed the one year, $1 million contract. And that contract is to sit in the press box and be the seventh D. Hanola can still go down to AHL without having to clear waivers. So you know that unless he blows the absolute freaking roof off in training camp and makes the coach say, sorry, Nate Schmidt, we're going to pay you six mil to sit in the press box. And then, you know what I mean? Like, unless something like that, um, like, I don't know. I think Billy's just destined for the AHL this year. And then Capo Bianco, he would have to clear waivers, but I think they would be willing to run the risk of losing him. He's not there. And Declan Chisholm is also going to have to clear waivers, which... Yeah, like you said, like I don't know. They're gonna lose him, I think, unless they keep him as the seventh D man, or they keep eight D men, two think, of them ride pine and the eat popcorn. Yeah, and I think that that's probably what's gonna happen. Because I don't think that uh, I think it's like like you said, I think it's gonna come down to Stanley and Copa Bianco and Chisholm. And I don't think that after everything that's happened in the last couple of years where like in the off season, Gowanki, Leon Gowanki, they were like, Kate, mm-hmm. there's no job for you here, bud. And he's like, I'm going to go sign in Germany. And then they traded his rights. And he's like, I'm going to go I'll play, play for play, I'll play in San Jose. And he's yeah. going to play for San Jose this year. Well, that's the and, thing he wanted to play. He yeah. wasn't ever getting that shot here. And you know what? Here's the, I think Chevy learned his lesson in 2019, the off season there. They lost Sherratt, Myers, and who was the third? They lost a third guy that maybe even like basically half their defense was gone. Well, Sherratt, Myers, Bufflin. Was it those three or was Mm -hmm. there one more even? And then they had all that they. The, the defense was in shambles. They had Lucas Spiza off the waivers. They had Tony like, Potato. Remember Tony him? Potato. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so, you know, like it was just like whoever they could get. They're like, hey, can you skate backwards? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you're on our D now. 
So after that season, and it took like a couple seasons to recover, they Chevy was like, you know what? I need like eight or nine defense who can actually play in the NHL because he got caught being too thin. He's not an anomaly in that either, right? Like uh, you look at uh, a couple years back, I remember reading like when Tampa was making their sort of back-to-back runs, they were using 9D, 10D a year. Mm. And so going with a configuration, because each team can can carry 24 players. I think. Is it 23? 23. I don't know. So you've got 13 forwards, you carry 8D, you keep... Lowry up or uh, sorry, Stanley up. You keep Chisholm up. And I, I hate to say it because I think uh, Hanela, I think he's frustrated. Right. And I think that he yeah. thinks that he should be there. I don't necessarily, probably, I don't necessarily could've... agree. Yeah. I, I think he's no different than um, who is that other guy that we had a couple of years ago? That Niku, was... Sammy yeah. Niku. Sammy Niku, right? Face only he's... a mother could love, but you know what? Maybe Dick, Maybe Chisholm is going to blow everybody's mind and be like, holy smokes, we got this guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's a smooth skater. He's got a bit of an edge to him. Mm-hmm. He's a little mm-hmm. bigger than Billy Hainala. You know yep. what I mean? Maybe because we've all been so fixated on Billy. Yeah. Maybe maybe Chisholm's just going to step right past him. And you right now, well, and I think it's a numbers game, too, because Chisholm no longer has the waiver option, whereas Hanala can be sent back and forth to the Moose and doesn't require waivers. And I think that that for for this team, right? Like one of the things that you got to consider about Winnipeg's team this year too is that they are completely up against the cap. They don't have the injury exception that they've had in past years. Um so they can't they can't kind of negotiate in that way. I think that you know, you carry 13 forwards, you carry 8D, and then you've got Hellebuck and a great tandem in Hellebuck and Brassois. Yeah. And and the who is the other guy that they signed? The goalie they signed during Colin Delia. Right. So he's he's going to the moose or he's not going to be the, with Winnipeg for very long. Right. Right. Like he seems like one of those guys that seems to bounce around a couple of years ago. It was, um, Oh, uh, Eric, uh, the guy who's with Buffalo now. Comrie. Comrie, right. Comrie was with the jets. Yeah, he went, he went, and all then he over went to Detroit. And then he went to yeah. Anaheim. Right. I think, you know, like Winnipeg has some really nice goaltending depth. In in Milich and uh, Di well, you look at the two prospects, Milich and yeah, you look at those two guys and and Salmanen, Salmanen as well, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so here's here's another thing we're talking D or whatever. Um, so there's a right hand D that was on the prospects tournament. He's Swedish. His name is like Salmanson or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I read some things that. He during the prospects tournament really opened some eyes. People yeah. kind of were like, "Oh, uh, he's big. He's yeah. he can move. He's he's a right shot. You know, yeah. is like he could be kind of, you know, something somebody 
Jets fans maybe aren't super aware. I, I'm not super aware of him, but like, yeah. Eli- I think his name's Elias Salmonson. Yep. And uh, yeah, and they've got, and they've also got a Russian guy named Artemi uh, Nizyov or oh, uh, N- yeah, yeah. Niazev. Yeah, yeah, they brought him in to. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's he could be there. Oh, and then another forward that we forgot to mention is this guy that they brought in in the off season, Jeffrey Vl. I think his name is. And he's uh, apparently a feisty customer. Yeah. Like he he's uh, he's not going to score a lot of goals, but he might uh, throw some body checks. <laughs> Maybe he'll punch a guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, so he's he's bringing some sandpaper. Yeah. And the thing is, is that people are going to ask, OK, so what about Chaz Lucius? What about Brad Lambert? Mm-hmm. What about uh Chibrikov, what about Danny Zilkin? What about Kobe Bar- Barlow, who just signed a contract? Those guys are all destined for the Moose. They're all going yeah. to play for the Moose. And, you know... We think a contract status for the Jets in the coming down the line. There's a lot of UFAs next year. Yep. The Jets are going to basically have... Like, they're transitioning in a way. Some yeah. of those guys that are UFA will be back. But there will be some turnover. And yep. there will be room for your uh, Zilkins and Chibrikovs and Lamberts and Lucius's and all these guys. Yeah. Yep. Eventually, and, if they're good enough. I don't know. And and that's a good thing for Winnipeg hockey fans, too, because you can go get affordable Manitoba Moose tickets and go watch those there guys. Go. There you I'm, go. I'm kind of looking forward to that, right? Yeah. Because they're going to be, a, pardon me, a good young team and yeah. some interesting yeah, they, players. Well, they, and Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can... Exactly. You can check out a Moose game for a fraction of the cost of going to a Jets game. That is true. We're uh, we're running out of time here, I yep. believe. So yes, we better we get out. We better yep. we better run while we can. And yep. um, uh, we're gonna leave you with a song by the one and only Tom Petty. Uh, great. Uh, you know what? Petty Fest coming up. At times changed in not not too long from now. But uh, that's besides the point. Running down a dream. This is we're all running. Look the, on the theme of uh, kicking the le- kicking the season off. We're all running down the dream of victory, sweet sweet victory. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they're given 110 every shift, folks. Uh, well, we're glad you tuned in. You gave 110 tuning in here today, and we're mm-hmm. gonna try and bring it for you every week. We're all running down that dream of. Standing atop the pile at the end of the year. Oh, I can't wait, guys. Hockey season. It's back. Talking hockey, the hockey talking show. We're back. Here's Tom Petty with Running Down a Dream.
Picking up 